Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. They kicked her out of the picture. It was 1955 at the Los Angeles Tennis Club, and the organizers of the tournament in which Billie Jean Moffat was playing were about to take the traditional photo of the competitors. But to their myopic way of thinking, Billie Jean shouldn't be there. Not because she wasn't good, she was, but because she was wearing tennis shorts that her mother had made for her rather than the usual girl's tennis dress. She was different, and that wasn't going to fly. Not in 1955, not in tennis, and not broadly put in pre-feminist America. And so Billie Jean Moffat was excluded. To this day, she has spent her amazing life and career making sure women were in the picture, equal in rights paid for their achievements, celebrated for their merit. I'm Doc Rivers, and this is It Was Said Sports, Match Point for Equality, Billie Jean King, and the Fight for Justice. It wasn't just about sports. It's just how she changed women in society, just how Jackie changed for African-Americans in society. What happened from that match is women got more self-confidence. They really started to believe in themselves. I mean, I still get women coming up to me, and now they're quite old, obviously. But they said, you have no idea how that match changed my life. I can't think of the old days in the same way in which I'm sure you're thinking of the old days, because it wasn't so many years ago that you began playing tennis in Long Beach. But you didn't come from a tennis-playing family, I understand. Neither your father nor your mother played tennis. No, nobody played in my family. Uh, my dad's a sports net. And, he is. So um, sports was a part of the family, even though tennis wasn't. Very much. But it got to the point where I was Were about 11. Were you something 11. of a tomboy? Yes, very much. Are you? Oh, sure. It's fun. Yeah. It's fun. A lot of girls would be playing a lot more sports if people would accept them better in society. Billie Jean King's story is the story of America. A gifted tennis player, she deployed her on-court talent to make sea changes in the broader world, opening the way for female athletes to reach an entirely new level of public fame and fair compensation. And her battle for equality of opportunity unfolded at a vital time in the life of the nation, the turbulent 60s and 70s, when so many previously marginalized people and groups we're making inroads to the mainstream. Are you an angry woman? Are you angry about some things? Certain things, but I think everyone is. But what, what are you angry about? I'm not really angry about too many things anymore. Uh, I think in the old days when I was playing as an amateur tennis player, I was upset with the way the system was run and I very much wanted to see a professional side to the sport. I was lucky enough to speak with Billie Jean King about her life and career and early experiences learning about tennis. When I was 12, I was at the Los Angeles Tennis Club, 
and I was daydreaming and I started to think about tennis and I noticed that everyone wore white shoes and white socks and, you know, played with white balls and everybody who played was white. And I asked myself, where's everyone else? Because I come from sports that everybody belonged to. I also have been watching the television in the South in the 50s as a young girl and seeing how children of color could not go to school with the white kids. And I thought it was just terrible. Even as a child, you knew that was wrong. And when I got into tennis, realizing there's no people of color really bothered me. So I promised myself that day at the Los Angeles Tennis Club that I would champion equality the rest of my life for everyone. I knew at 12, I didn't know, I wouldn't have said, I knew I had a platform. I didn't know the word platform, but I thought I could influence others through my sport. But I also knew as a girl already that things, you know, weren't great for girls. And then my sisters of color, I knew had it much worse. So I'm like, I hope I can still make a dent and make a difference. Her words on her journey and its meaning for sports and for all of us offer a compelling portrait of what makes American democracy so intriguing, so difficult, and so important. King often uses her platform today to inspire and motivate younger generations. Here she is delivering the commencement address to the graduates of the University of Massachusetts Amherst in 2000. And I'll give you an idea. Like in tennis, every ball that comes to me is a decision. Do I slice it? Do I hit cross court? Do I hit top spin? Do I hit side spin? Do I lob? What do I do? But I have to accept responsibility for that. And that's where sports teaches us to put it on the line, so to speak, and live it. Born in California in 1943 as Billie Jean Moffat, she'd marry one of the founders of World Team Tennis, Larry King, then a law student in 1965. She began her rise in tennis in 1958. In fifth grade, Susan Williams was sitting next to me, and she says, do you want to play tennis? And I said, what's tennis? She says, you what? You don't know what tennis is? I said, what do you do? She says, you run, jump, and hit a ball. I said, whoa, those are my three favorite things. I love that. The second time I picked up a racket, I knew I wanted to be the best player in the world. I loved it so much. I like the activity. I like movement. You know, you have to go in different directions. You have to respond to the ball. Oh, my gosh. I just, I love to hit the tennis ball. So I fell in love with it. And then, of course, I read all the history on it. I'm very big on reading history because I think it's important to know your past. I think the more you know about history, the more you know about yourself. But more importantly for everyone, especially young people, is that it helps you shape the future if you know history. In 1961, the year John F. Kennedy declared that the torch had been passed to a new generation of Americans. Billie Jean was part of the youngest women's doubles team in history to win the title at Wimbledon. But that was it. It was all over. Billie Jean King had taken the women's singles title for the third time. Five years later, beginning in 1966, she pulled off a three-peat in the singles championship at Wimbledon, winning in 66, 67, and 68. That wasn't all, of course. There were championships at the U.S. Open and at the Australian. Let's just let the record speak for itself. Between 1961 and 1979, Billie Jean won a record 20 Wimbledon titles, 13 United States titles, four French titles, and two Australian titles for a total of 39 Grand Slam titles. In 1972, she won the U.S. Open, 
French Open, and Wimbledon to claim three Grand Slams in one year. Those are just the facts. In seven match to Billie Jean King. Three, six, six, three, seven, five. As is her legacy in joining the Virginia Slims Tour for Women in 1970. And in 1973, her helping to found the Women's Tennis Association and serving as its first president. She was the face that changed everything and certainly was somebody to look to that with her strength and her personality. And it wasn't just about sports. It's just how she changed women in society, just how Jackie changed for African-Americans in society. This is Ann Myers Drysdale, a decorated athlete and a trailblazer for women in basketball. She became the first female athlete to receive a four-year athletic scholarship to a university and also the first woman to ever receive a tryout with the NBA. There's no way I could have afforded to go to UCLA, but because of a scholarship for women, that was huge. Then I go to the Olympics, the very first time they have women's basketball in the Olympics uh, in 1976, and we win silver, was big. My senior year at UCLA, we win the national championship. We had the uh, finals at Pauley Pavilion. But just to see the growth of women's sports, saw Billie Jean King compete against Bobby Riggs that brought a lot of women athletes together. 90 million people watched King defeat Bobby Riggs in 1973's Battle of the Sexes tennis match in the Houston Astrodome, a huge cultural event televised by ABC under the maestroship of the legendary producer Rune Arledge. It was framed as a showdown between feminism and male chauvinism, and feminism won in three sets, 6-4, 6-3, 6-3. Certainly sports is very political. And when people say it's not, it is. And so for her to beat Bobby Riggs, and Bobby Riggs was the best at promoting the game. That was huge for women, just not as athletes, but for women that worked in the home or that worked in business and little girls growing up. Absolutely was huge. I knew it was going to be huge. I knew it would be emotional. It was very, very important that I win this match just for social change. And I'd been a champion of equality anyway, so this was what it was all about. And it was 90 million people that watched it. So I knew this is my one one moment in history in my life that if I win, I will have hopefully helped social change in the positive way for all of us. And so this is what it's come down to here in the Houston Astrodome. A long-awaited match. Hustled and promoted ceaselessly and shrewdly by Bobby Riggs. Excitement engendered all over the country. It began to become a cause celebrity. Equality for women. Equal rights. All of the women of America, or at least most of them, seem to be caught up with the anticipation of this match. As the New York Times wrote, most important, perhaps for every woman everywhere, King convinced skeptics that a female athlete can survive pressure-filled situations and that men are as susceptible to nerves as women. Once people kind of got into it and understood the significance, what happened from that match is women got more self-confidence. They really started to believe in themselves. I mean, I still get women coming up to me, and now they're quite old, obviously, but they said, you have no idea how that match changed my life. The match came shortly after the passage of the landmark Title IX of the 1964 Civil Rights Act. Title IX mandated equal access to sports. 
And that's one of the big reasons King was so anxious about how she do. And it was about social change. Title IX had just been passed in 1972, the year before. Before 1972, there were classroom quotas for women. Women could not get a credit card on their own in 1973. And for the first time, schools were starting to have athletic scholarships for women. There was a lot riding on. So it was very, very important that I win this match. When I was watching the video again of the match, you must have felt like the fate of the world's women was on every stroke you took on that. Were you feeling that? First of all, Bobby Riggs, he was a former number one player. He wasn't just some hacker. He was one of my heroes, and I admired him. And that's the reason I beat him, actually, is because I respected him. But I knew it was about social change. And I was really nervous about whenever we announced it. And I thought, I felt like the whole world was on my shoulders. And I thought, if I lose, it's going to put women back 50 years at least. Two things came out of that match. For women, self-confidence, empowerment. And for the men, you're the first generation of men of the women's movement. Whether you like it or not. (laughs) Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, this is Amy Poehler here to tell you about a new improvised show from Paper Kite Podcasts. The team that brought you Say More with Dr. Sheila. Check out our new parody podcast, Women Talking About Murder. It's a show about women talking about murder. Every episode features special guests, twists, turns, and the mystery of a missing co-host. Available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. King's sexual identity created another opportunity for her to bear living witness to the importance of equality, acceptance, and diversity. She said she drew strength from Althea Gibson's I Always Wanted to Be Somebody. As King widened the campaign for justice to include race, gender, and sexuality. My wish for everyone is to be able to be their authentic self 24-7. That would be the ultimate. I want people to be themselves, whatever that is. Just let it be. In 2009, during his first year in office, President Barack Obama awarded King the nation's highest civilian honor, the Medal of Freedom. These extraordinary men and women, these agents of change, remind us that excellence is not beyond our abilities, that hope lies around the corner, and that justice can still be won in the forgotten corners of this world. They remind us that we each have it within our powers to fulfill dreams, to advance the dreams of others, and to remake the world for our children. And it is now my distinct and extraordinary honor to ask each of them to come forward to receive their award as a military aide reads their citation. In an age of male-dominated sports, 
her pioneering journey took her from Long Beach, California to the lawns of All England Club and the International Tennis Hall of Fame. Her athletic acumen is matched only by her unwavering defense of equal rights. With Billie Jean King pushing us, the road ahead will be smoother for women, the future will be brighter for LGBT Americans, and our nation's commitment to equality will be stronger for all. Her legacy, Obama said, was both about tennis and about her work for justice off the court. What she did to broaden the reach of the game, to change how women athletes and women everywhere view themselves, and to give everyone, regardless of gender or sexual orientation, including my two daughters, a chance to compete both on the court and in life. Well, you know, Billie Jean King is still relevant. And when you get somebody like uh, Megan Rapino and Sue Bird has been able to ha find a voice, Natasha Cloud's been huge, and Neko Gumake. And so what a wonderful opportunity for young girls to have a dream, to do something that they love to do, and make a career and earn money out of it. And what's wrong with women doing that in sports? And I'm sure every parent would love to have their daughter if they have that dream and desire and work ethic to accomplish that, that the support would be there. Knowing that Billie Jean King is out there and there's so many women before me that made it happen for me. And I want them to understand what their history is and uh, where their future can go. I'm for equality for every human being and equal pay for equal work and just all these obvious things that will make a better life for everyone. I feel when I lead, I lead for all of us, for every human being. I think people need to think about you know, when a guy leads, they never say, oh, thanks for what you did for men. They just say, thanks for leading. You know, we're always supposed to be a support person. We're always supposed to not really lead others except ourselves. And that's got to stop. Every person has a chance to lead. Next time on It Was Said Sports. I always tell people the messenger is more important than the message. There are certain people, when something comes out of your mouth, you're gonna stop and listen. Because usually it's transformational message, and Tim's one of those kind of players. When he speaks, everybody kind of stops. And at that point, he was the Heisman Trophy winner. At that point, he was our hardest working guy. At that point, he earned the respect of our team. He earned the respect of Gator Nation. He's the most competitive human being I've ever been around. Thank you for listening to It Was Said Sports a documentary podcast from Shining City Audio, a C-13 Originals, and John Meacham Studio. Executive produced and created by John Meacham and Chris Corcoran. Narrated by me, Doc Rivers. Written by John Meacham. Directed by Lloyd Lockridge. Production led by Paige Heimsom. Edited and mastered by Chris Basil. Guest booking and coordination by Kelly Rafferty. Additional production support by Bill Schultz, Sean Cherry, Bob Tabador, Ian Mont, and Rich Cook. Creative consultation by Nikki Kovac and David Weisbord. Cover art and graphic designs by Kurt Courtney. Marketing and publicity by Brian Swarth, Maura Corrin, Josephina Francis, Lauren Schwartz, and Hilary Schuff. Our theme song is I Can Almost See You 
by Hammock. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.